Jesus said in Luke, I'm going to make you turn to it because I wrote it for you. <laughs> but he said in Luke 16.10, he who is faithful in a little thing is faithful in much. You want to be a solid, you want to be, I don't know about you guys, but like I remember reading scriptures and you read about Paul and Moses and all these guys and you're just like, man, they're so amazing. They've done these great things. How can they become so incredible? It's like, guys, they all started with one step of obedience, then the next step, and the next step. They were faithful with little, and God kept giving them more and more and more to where when we look back, we're like, that's a man of faith. That's a woman of faith. You can be that person. Why not? Why not you? Why can't you be the next Billy Graham or the next whoever in this life? There's no reason you can't. It just takes that first step, that first small step of obedience. Um, you could change the next slide. Oh, actually, okay, let's pause for a second because I'm going to talk about the orphanage in a minute. I want to talk about this next thing, though. It doesn't mean it will always make sense. And obedience doesn't always make sense. So, it's just so somehow get that also in your mind that when you look at, when God says to do something, it's not going to, like, be logical to you. Okay, so when he says, like, forgive somebody that's hurt you, you're like, well, but wait a minute. Doesn't that let them get away with what they did to me? Right? Like, I need them to feel the pain of what they did to me. And if I forgive them, doesn't that just let them off the hook? I don't know. I can't answer that question for you. I can answer this one. He says to do it. He says to forgive them. That's what he says to do. Let him deal with that person. Let God, let the Holy Spirit deal with that person. That's not your job to deal with that person. That's God's job. Your job is to stay obedient. That's it. One thing, okay? Let God work in the other people. We're not in control of life for everybody. So let go of that. That's another step of obedience, right? God is in control. We're not in control, okay? Um. When you don't understand, instead of being disobedient, still do it, but be willing to say, I don't understand. Don't act like you do understand. There's times where God tells me to do stuff that I don't get, and people are like, man, I can't believe you did that, or why did you do that? I don't know. God said to do it. I can't explain why, and it's not logical. But Peter said something, and I want to read this. Peter said in in John 6.68, he says, John 6.68, he says, if, I don't know if you guys know this. Con- the context of this is Jesus is out there saying, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Okay, go back to that radical concept. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. To people who are living back in the time of Jesus. Not to us who understand what that means now, but back then. And they get all sorts of crazy images in their head, right? And they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that, homie. Like, that's not good, okay? We're not drinking blood or anything else like that. Because people used to do that back then. <laughs> In other cultures, right? So Jesus is like, eat my flesh, drink my blood. So you know what everybody did? Everybody, basically, left. They're like, we're out. You just crossed the line that we're not willing to cross with you. But his disciples stayed. And Jesus said, hey, are you guys going to go too? Now, they didn't respond with saying, oh, we totally get what you're talking about, man. In fact, in most of the time, the disciples were like, Jesus, what are you talking about? We don't get it. But you know what? Paul, P- this is amazing. This is what Peter says. Where are we going to go? Only you have the words of life. Where are we going to go? 
Like, okay, we don't get it, but where are we going to go? Because you have words of life. So when you guys are obeying Christ, I mean, in your mind, just determine God is the one who knows. You don't. So obey, because where else are you going to go? What else are you going to do? You think your ideas are better? I'm telling you, they're not. I'll tell you right now. I don't care how smart you are, who you think you are. You do not have better ideas than God. He made you. He made the earth. He sees the beginning and the end. You see one small little sliver of that time. Me too. Okay. Um, it's not easy. Obedience isn't always easy. Um, sometimes things don't work out <laughs> when you obey. Sometimes these don't work out, at least, in, at least in the way we expect them to work out. So don't expect them to. Um, I'll give you some examples. I just wrote a few. Um, when we were, uh, when we moved here the first time, it was in 2004. We were young. I was only 24. We had two kids at the time. And, you know, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. We just knew God called us to go, so we went, Right? But things didn't work out so great uh, all the time. There were kids down there that did not want us to be there. In fact, there were times where kids tried to hurt us. They tried to hurt our kids. Um, our <laughs> I could go into so many different things. Our daughter got, you know, stung by uh, a scorpion. Um, they, a couple girls tried to hurt our daughter. Um, kids that we had at the home ran away. Um, we almost got in trouble for that. Our, our, we had, well, we still have vehicle problems, but we <laughs> had even more vehicle problems back then. Um, w- we struggled in our marriage at that time. Um, gosh, there was just so many things that just weren't working out, even though we obeyed. And it made me think of, like, do you guys, I don't know if you guys know the story of, like, Pete Fleming and Nate Saint and these guys that went down to, and Jim Elliott, when they went down to Ecuador and they went to go witness to the Aka tribe right? They all died. All the men died. They got off the plane, dead. You're like, wait a minute, didn't they obey you, God? Weren't they following you? Weren't they doing this? Yeah, and they died. So obedience doesn't always look like with these great results. So so don't live that way in obedience. You can't think that obedience means I get this from God. Obedience means my life will look this way with God. That's not the way it works. You obey because Christ says to. You obey because he has his ideas and his plans, and he knows better than us, so we just obey. Simple, okay? That's what I'm saying. You know, when, go ahead and change the slide. Um, in the next pictures, you'll see some, some of the glorious times that we get because we obey. And they, they're beautiful. These kids, you know, 15, no, yeah, 15 of these kids got baptized that summer, right? Like 30 or 40 of them accepted Christ that summer. Like that, that's, that's the glorious times of getting to see the, the fruit of your, your obedience. Next slide. You can, you can see pictures of like, um, you know, we got to baptize kids. We get to teach kids. We get to develop these relationships. You know, Jason went down there and Gary and, and other, um, you know, we had Polly and Bessie and, and then Michelle's parents. It was just amazing to have, you know, um, Danny and Cindy down there, but like they all got to experience those relationships with the kids, and it's beautiful, isn't it beautiful? Like being with those kids is beautiful. 
it's not always beautiful, right? Like, you get to see the glorious times and pictures, and that's what I put up on Facebook, but I don't put up the pictures of the kids that are, like, yelling at us or the times that, like, life is not working out great, okay? I don't, I don't put that, yeah, combing out lice out of our kids' hair and our hair and everything else and getting sick and, and dealing with just, like, the, the horrible backgrounds that these kids have to go through of abuse and different things. I don't put pictures of that up. That's all part of obedience, though. None of that changes. You could do the next, I think there's some more pictures. That's little Sayside right there with my daughter, Vivi. He's a beautiful kid, but he lives in a little pallet house. He can't speak because his sister doesn't speak, and his parents, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's been through. I don't know what this kid's been through. So we get it, you know, when you see obedience, and the reason why I bring this up is because you look at somebody's life that you think, okay, they're, obe- they're obeying, and God is blessing, and all these things, and that's great. But guys, that's not the way it always works. It's not just always this beautiful thing. Obedience isn't always just beautiful, but it's worth it, okay? It's not always beautiful, but it's worth it, and it's right. Where else are you going to go? What else are you going to do? What's your other options, okay? Next, next slide. I just want to talk about a few things before we end because we're running out of time. When you do obey, be aware of these things. Number one, people will try to discourage you. They will, Christians and non-Christians alike, Christians and non-Christians alike will try to discourage you when you obey. I, I like rap music, and um, I like a guy, Andy Minio is one of my favorite Christian rappers. And Andy Minio, in one of his songs, it's called Wild Things. And in his song, he's like, I want to go where the wild things are. Right? I want to go live where there's, you know, drug dealers and prostitutes because guess what? That's where Jesus would have been, right? That's where Jesus was. But in the song, there's a line from the song that I want to read to you. And he says this. He says, uh, let me see if I wrote it down. Did I write it down? If I didn't, I, I memorized it, I think. Oh, yeah, here it is. It says this. He says, In his song, he says, I talk about Jesus, and all the Christians love me. I walk like Jesus. Now they want to judge me. Ain't that funny? Right? We talk about Jesus. People are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start doing the things Jesus did, and they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Slow down. You're, You're like freaking us out, man. Like, you can't go do that. You can't go put your family at risk and go live in Juarez where everybody's being killed. Are you out of your mind? I guess so. I guess I'm out of my mind. I don't know. Could something happen to my family? Yes. Something definitely could happen to my family. I'm aware of that. My wife is aware of that. In fact, we talk about that all the time. There was a situation the other night where, where it was like kind of a sketchy situation. And I was like, and I came back and Betty was like, Nate, are you sure? Like, this is where we're supposed to be doing. Are we supposed to be here? I'm like, this is where we have to be. And if something happens to us, we have to be at peace knowing that this is where God called us, period. Good or bad, come whatever come, this is, this is where God has called us to be, right? People will call you legalistic. They'll call you all sorts of stuff. Why do they do it? I don't know. Uh, sometimes I think the way you live is going to convict somebody else. You know, 
people are like, I don't know, you're not better than me, so, you know, I don't know, but just be aware, people are gonna, people are gonna pull you down. The next thing is uh, be aware that you're not perfect, and that's okay. I've, I've learned to accept that. I wake up saying, Lord, I'm gonna obey you today, and if I don't, <laughs> that's okay, you still love me. I know you do. You died for me. And you have to accept that you're not perfect, and that's okay. That's all right. But don't let that keep you down. When you fail, don't let that keep you down. Just say, okay, I'm gonna, Lord, forgive me, and I'm going to move forward. Let's go forward. Don't act like it didn't happen, but at the same time, don't let it just keep you oppressed and down. We fall. Next, not results-based, but conviction-based results. And that was what I talked about, about Nate Saint. You can't let your obedience be based on results, right? It has to be based on conviction. When you obey, it's simply because you're convicted that you must obey. Not because it works out. Not because, okay, it says love your enemies. Does that say that your enemies are going to love you back? What do you think your enemy is going to do? They're probably not going to be very nice to you back. And, and who knows, only God knows how long you have to be loving and loving and loving until maybe one day they accept Christ and maybe they never do. Maybe they talk bad about you for the rest of your life. Maybe they try to hurt you, okay? But you can't be basing your obedience on results. It has to be based on conviction. And the, the last thing is stay strong. It gets exhausting. Being obedient is exhausting. That's why he says do not grow weary. It's Galatians 6, 9. Do not grow weary in doing what is good, right? For in the right time, if you stay faithful, you will reap a harvest. That's what it says. I don't know when that harvest is going to come. Maybe it comes when we die and we're with the Lord and boom, harvest. Maybe it comes here on earth. I've got to see that harvest with working with kids. These kids, we have kids. We got a call last night from some family members that we've been praying for. He, her, uh, my wife's cousin came and lived with us at the orphanage 15 years ago. He fell into drugs and gangs and all sorts of stuff for the last 15 years that we get a call last night. And I didn't answer it the first time. I answered it the second time because they called right back again. <laughs> and it was a FaceTime call. And he was like, I'm just praising Jesus with you guys right now. That's the first thing he said when, he, when I answered the phone. <laughs> I answered it, and it was, he's from California, and he says, I'm just praising Jesus right now. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, first of all, what's going on? Like, what, what's happening? He's like, the whole family is, him included, everybody's going to church. And they're just having this revival in their family. And you're talking like 10 people, right? I don't know. It's got to be about 10 people. From a family that was caught up in drugs and gangs that are now all going to church. We've been praying for 15 years. 15 years. We went out and saw them this summer. Not doing so great. Today, yesterday. I mean, that's, that's the thing, guys. If we stay faithful, harvests come. But we got to be willing to go through those droughts, those times of just dry. Stay faithful. Stay obedient. Not because of the result, but because that is what is right and what Christ called us to do. Um, I'm going to stop there because I know I'm out of time. I already went five minutes over. But uh, guys, can I, can I leave you with this? All of us. Take time to read the Sermon on the Mount, okay? It's Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. If you haven't read it, I'm going to ask you to read it. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And ask yourself, do I know what Jesus teaches? Do I love Jesus? Because if I do, am I obeying what he teaches? 
okay? I think let's, let's start being who we say we are. If we're followers of Christ, if we're disciples, let's, let's start doing it. Let's start working in that piece of obedience into our spiritual practices, right? The things that Gary talked about, let's start bringing obedience into that. Trust me, it's, it's worth it. You won't regret it. It's going to be hard, right? It's going to be hard, but we're going to do this together. 